going on? It's Quinn David Furness. This is my show, Quinn David Furness Presents, the Beantown Podcast. After dark, Sunday night, just barely squeezing it in before the weekend ends. What's a weekend anymore, though, you know? The only way I know that it's weekend and not the weekday is that I don't have the 9.30 a.m. Zoom meeting. And I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before. I, don't, I, I tend not to talk about my job that much. But, uh, man, we, we got every single day, Monday through Friday, a uh, 9.30 a.m. Zoom meeting. So you come in, you crawl out of bed, get some coffee going, grind those beans every day. I have coffee at home every single day. I was on a one I was on a one one cup a week plan because I was, you know, making my normal coffee at the office and I would go out on Saturday mornings for breakfast. But now we're we're seven days a week hardcore. Make your coffee. Just lazily list from the kitchen over to the couch. That's right. He used list as a verb. How impressive is that? That's a verb, right? List, lazily, L-I-S-T, get a check on that, Um, plops himself on the couch, and he's talking about himself in the third person. You're probably saying, what on earth is he doing? You know, talking about yourself in the third person is a strange thing, but you know what would be really weird and you don't see that often? Talking about yourself in the second person. You list lazily over to the couch. You grind your beans in the morning. Wouldn't I be a psycho if I talked like that? So I go over, we're back to the first person now. I I tell you what the problem is, and I'll get back to the Zoom meeting in a second. The problem is I've been listening to this god-awful Scott Farrell audiobook that I happened to record myself, and I think I got about 90 minutes left in the story um, where I'm I'm so close. I actually still, I forgot. I need to upload the epilogue that I wrote and then recorded. Um, I have the file on my computer. I just got to get it um, onto the uh, the playlist, the unlisted playlist for the Scott Farrell audiobook. I'm very close to finishing it, though. And it's kind of a bittersweet thing to finish listening back to it because recording it was obviously such a big thing. And now, you know, trying to get all the files on the Internet, each single time, each hit is really difficult. Um, and then listening to it has been a whole other, you know, going through the journey again, I tell you what, an emotional roller coaster, not so much as it pertains to the story, but just as I remember the pain that it, uh, inflicted upon me when recording. But to get to my original point, I switch, especially as you get later into the audiobook, I switch so much between just reading what's on the page and then talking not only to myself, but also about, Scott and things he's saying it just it gets very confusing so I appreciate anyone who's who's gotten as far as I have or perhaps even finished the audiobook um, because it's 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 tough to listen to one the writing's awful but two as you get towards the end I really start to lose my freaking mind but back to the zoom meetings that's the only thing that helps me keep track of time here you know in in prison cells you do like a, a tally marker for every day 
or a year, although you'd have to keep track in smaller amounts of time to be able to tell a year. And then you forget about leap years. Next thing you know, a million years down the line, you're off by, you know, multiple years because you forgot about leap day, February 29th in most Western cultures. But so these Zoom meetings serve a a fun timekeeping purpose, I'd say. But beyond that, man, I tell you what, we're... I'm getting really uh, running out of gas here. It reminds me of a time I was driving to the state of Oregon with my brother Walt, hashtag friend of the podcast. And it was late at night, and we were in, like, I don't know, Wyoming or Colorado or something, in a very extremely rural area. And uh, we cut it way too close with our gas. I feel like it was Wyoming, but... Oh, maybe that's not right. Um, but Wyoming's not really a state where you want to take your chances with uh, cutting it close with the gas because you it's not uncommon, even when you're driving on you know 90, the main interstate out there, it's not uncommon to pass a, a an exit and then you're not going to see another one for a solid half an hour. Um, and you kind of hope, in fact, I think this happened to us where we pulled off in an exit, pull into this gas station. There's like not a single light at this entire exit. So it's just like pitch black out and you get to the gas station and it quickly becomes evident that this is this, this gas station stopped functioning about, you know, the days of wild Bill Hickok and Billy the kid and stuff. Uh, I, we, we did not run out of gas, but I tell you what, if you run out of gas in Mill, Wyoming, that's just, uh. It's not a fun place to be. But um, I don't know how we got to Wyoming. Oh, running out of gas with these Zoom meetings. Well, I pulled up my calendar on my phone. Let's see. Because I think the Zoom meeting, because my birthday, March 16th, was uh, like the last day in the office. My last day in the office. Quarantine started the day after that. And the Zoom meetings, I presumably started that week. We'll just count them as starting that week. So we're at one, two, three four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This is about to be the start of week 10 of the daily Zoom meetings. So we're getting, you know, up to about 50, our 50th meeting. I don't know. Maybe we could have a big 50th meeting celebration. But, and and I'm not here to disparage, but I just, you know, our, our norm when you know we were in the office and stuff was our uh, weekly staff meeting and that was perfect because that way you have enough time in between meetings where you can actually bring lots of relevant things to the table uh for discussion hour long it worked out perfectly now we're at a point where man i'm just like i some days i have something to say and then some days it's just like I mean, it's not like I'm not doing work, but I, I don't have anything to report out. Like, I'm just doing my work. So, I don't know, man. Struggling over here. If anyone has any suggestions, let me know. But, um, yeah, hey, it's it's quarantine, and things are going okay. I will say this. The temperature increasing is helpful. It's beneficial for my mood, for my emotional, my fragile emotional state. Um, it's just, it, it's, it's a nice, especially right now where we're at, you know, you, any given day your temperature is going to fall somewhere between 
you know, 50 degrees and about 65 or 70 degrees, give or take. That's great for running because you never have to worry about, oh, is it going to be cold to the point of it being uncomfortable, you know, for the first mile of my, my run? Or is it going to be hot to the point of being uncomfortable? We haven't, you know, we'll get there. Give it another, I don't know, three to four weeks. And that's, you know, where you, you start after telling yourself, okay, I got to either wake up early enough to go for a run or I got to wait till the sun goes down. This is the sweet spot right now, man. And I ran, uh, let's see, about 14 and a half miles yesterday, unplanned, just like myself when I was an embryo, unplanned. But uh, it went well, you know. I The thing that was, this was interesting, because this is not usually the case for me. You know, when you're running, you got your kind of physical state, your physical health, and you got your mental slash psychological state. And for the most part, I, I consider myself to be a pretty mentally tough person, at least when it comes to running. Um, it's the physical, my body, that gives out first. Yesterday was the opposite, um, where my body actually, like, I was just kind of, cruising i very quickly runners will know this feeling settled into the just kind of like going through the motions like don't have to think about anything just cruising kind of feeling um and i i keep excellent time in my head i'm like george michael in season four of rest of the rest of development um i don't you know i don't run with a nothing uh i mean my ipod and my keys it's not even my iPod anymore. My iPod's dead. It's my MP3 player. My MP3 player and my keys. No, uh, you know, I don't do any of the phone. You know, I'm not part of the Nike Fitness Club. I don't track my steps. I don't want, you know, the government scanning my pedometer. You know, after the whole Obama tapping scandal came out and you know, whatever that was, 2014, I just... Uh-uh. Uncle Sam, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to find another way. Checkmate, Betsy Ross. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I, I felt good physically and mentally it, it was kind of the opposite where you know when I was getting closer to the end of my run, and again I didn't know how far I was gonna be going, but I just kinda went out and, and started and was just kinda, you know, taking it one step at a time, but I just started to get like, I don't even, bored is, I, I would say the closest I could, closest word I can use to, you know, kind of capture how I was feeling, but I was just like, I don't know, and I would love, I would love some input from, you know, very long distance runners, trail, ultra marathoners, whatever, um, because the, the psychological aspect of it is not something I usually struggle with. And most of my runs, you know, Monday through Thursday, I'm doing anything from four and a half to seven miles. Um, it's just these longer runs on the weekends that, I don't know. I'm like, some days you go out and you're just excited to be out there and stretch your legs and you're just having a good time the whole time. And then other days, like yesterday, I mean, I'm fortunate enough. I'm lucky that my, uh, my legs felt great. And I didn't really have any chafing issues, no new blisters or anything. Like, super lucky, right? Knees were holding up. Um, didn't really have to worry about being sunburned because it was, it was pretty hazy outside. But, man, I was just like, 
as I got closer, you know, I hit the 90 minutes and then 100 minutes, and I was just like, this is, I mean, I'm having a good time, but, like, I don't know. The, it's so weird, too, because there's nothing else going on. I finish that. I come home, talk to a friend of the podcast, Matt Fiedler, for an hour on the phone, caught up with him, had some big-time tax questions. Not in any trouble, don't worry. Just changing some situations here. So Obama doesn't tap me. Obama taxes. New scandal. But it's like there, I didn't have anything else to do. Yet, I'm still kind of bored on my runs. Maybe it's just the, the consequence of you know having runs that last basically two hours. I don't know. I really, 14 and a half though. I, really, I probably in my life haven't had that many runs longer than that. On my first round of marathon training, I probably ran further than that, realistically, maybe three times. Maybe four times, including the the actual marathon on my second round. I don't know if I ever topped 14 and a half. There was one time, this was right before the podcast started, because this would have been in, like, October of 2017. You know, when I was, I was marathon training for the Marine Corps Marathon, and I was out in Pennsylvania at uh, Valley Forge, just one of my favorite places on earth. Um, beautiful. Just rolling green landscapes. Great combination of forests, like plains, rolling hills. The Skullkill River runs right through it. History, Washington's headquarters. I went out for a long, it was supposed to be like my long run. I think it must have been you know, two weeks before the marathon and uh, I started too late and I got it got dark and again this comes full circle I don't run with anything phone nothing this is a foreign foreign land this would have been a good podcast episode I got lost it got dark it took me a really long time to find my car and I was freaking out because, you know, they got all the signs up in the parking lots to say gates close at, at, at dusk. It, we passed dusk and, you know, another couple of days passed before I finally found the car, but the gates were still up. I was, I was lucky, I guess. I don't know. Um, or maybe Valley Forge is just slacking on their enforcement of policies. Who knows? Either way, I got I got lucky. Got off scot-free. What's the origin of that phrase, scot-free? Scotch-free? It's scot-free, right? Let's turn to the big board. I just say that to reference going to my second laptop. We got a two-laptop setup going here. I feel like a real podcaster. Um, scot-free without suffering any punishment or injury. I'm well aware of that. Oh, here's phrases.org. Scott-free meaning and origin. Dread, oh, Dred Scott. Wow. It's American. I could have sworn it was going to be uh, Scottish. Um, Dred Scott was a black slave born in Virginia, USA in 1799. Oh, I'm not going to read this whole thing. The etymology of this phrase shows the danger of trying to prove a case on circumstantial evidence alone. In fact, the phrase isn't scot-free. It is scot-free and has nothing to do with Mr. Scott. Well, what? Okay. Backtrack. Many people, especially in the USA, are convinced that the phrase originated with the story of Dred Scott, 
Boy, this is quite an interesting story. Well, I think we might just read this whole thing. Bear with us. We're, if you're just joining us, if you happen to click play on your podcast app and jump to minute 16 and you're thinking, you know, I would really love the full story on the origins of the phrase Scott Free. Well, you've come to the right podcast. And uh, I should mention that listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some foul language. Number two, the podcast is objectively terrible. But speaking of language, we're, we're really digging into the language here. Origins of Scot-Free. This is according to phrases.org.uk. Um, given the reputation of Scotsmen as being careful with their money, I, pff, that's not a reputation that anyone told me about. Uh, we might look to Scotland for the origin of Scot-Free. Wrong again. What? This, I feel like I'm getting gaslighted by this website, you know? There, it's like, it's going to be this. No, boom, it's not. Okay, it's going to be this one. Boom. No, it's not. Like, can we get a straight answer out of phrases.org.uk? Because right now you're making a very powerful enemy, my friends. Wrong again, but at least we are in the right part of the world now. Okay, I swear to God, if you give me another goose in the gander here, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. Scat. S-K-A-T. Isn't that the name of the, uh, who's, who's the thing that, uh, uh, in an ice age, is it scat? The little, uh, what is he? He's like a saber tooth squirrel ice age. Now there, there's a franchise that I feel like just kind of was, was a, a pretty big deal when they were making movies. And I, I reckon they made what four of them Does four sound right. Um, it was a, it was kind of a big thing when they were coming out. In fact, I saw one of them in theaters with my siblings, but I feel like in 2020, they just like, no one cares about them anymore. It's, it's interesting. They were, they were popular, but they don't, I don't feel like from like a pop culture perspective, they really hung around in the same way that other animated franchises of the same era have and i'm namely thinking of like shrek um i guess i I can't think of that many other like animated franchises although i'm sure they're out there but that i i mean ice age has got like i mean there's a killer cast especially from like a you know when the original movie came out which was i'm gonna guess like oh three or something but I'll, i'll look at it i'm gonna I, I mean, Ray Romano and um, Dennis Leary, right? Plays the tiger. And John, Le- however you say his name, Leg- Legazamo plays uh, the floth. Um, and isn't like Queen Latifah, isn't she in the sequel or something? Okay, Ice Age, 2002. Wow, that's so early, right? It doesn't ice ice age. I mean, ice age very much feels like a two thousands thing, but doesn't it feel more like you know, three, four, five? Two is so early. There's five. Ice age, ice age, the meltdown, which I think is the most previous or the most recent one I saw. It came out in '06. Ice age, dawn of the dinosaurs, ice age, continental drift, ice age, collision course, which most recently came out five years ago. 
Was like the did the whole cast appear in all of them? Let's see. Yeah. Wow. Ray Romano, John Leguizamo, Dennis Leary, and Chris Wedge. Oh, Scrat. Scrat is the name of this little thing I'm thinking of. And then Queen Latifah, Josh Peck, Simon Pegg was in the most recent three. Wanda Sykes was in the last two. J-Lo was in the last two. Oof. know what I'm watching tonight. Wow. There's so much here. Jack Black was in the original. How did I not know this? Cedric the Entertainer? Jay Leno? Wow. Good cast. Um, going back here to phrases.org.uk. Scat. S-K-A-T. Which is... Uh, what led to our, our last three and a half minutes of show here is a Scandinavian word. Oh, the motherland. Um, I was going to try to do a Norwegian ask, accent, but I, I can't because uh, I don't know what Norwegians sound like other than this one. Um, Scandinavian word for tax or payment and the word migrated to Britain and mutated into Scott. S-C-O-T. Well, that's a little bit of a leap, don't you think? Phrases.org.uk as the name of a redistributive is there another way to say that? Redistributive taxation. Redistributive. R-E-D-I-S-T-R-I-B-U-T-I-V-E. 21-letter word. Levied as early as the 10th century as a form of municipal poor relief. Scott, as a term for tax, has been used since then in various forms. Church Scott, Rome Scott, Soul Scott, and so on. Soul Scott sounds like it had to have been a James Brown b-side at some point but we'll research that whatever the tax the phrase getting off scot-free simply refers to not paying one's taxes wow we should have brought in a friend of the podcast matt fiedler for this episode we could have talked about the origins of the phrase scot-free wow Uh, there's a there's a little bit more here but i'm not going to read it because i think we've uh i think we've I think we've gotten to the bottom for the most part. So what did to summarize, what did we learn? It's not Dred Scott. It's not from Scotland. It's from Scandinavia, from the term scat, which is similar sounding to scrat, one of the main characters in the Ice Age franchise. Wow, that was a lot. I had fun, though. I hope you did, too. Um, boy, what did we do to get all the way into this wormhole. I don't know. Um, I was talking about running, though, and one thing I wanted to mention is I feel like when people the last two months, you know, spent, spent their time staying inside, they completely forgot how to do sidewalk awareness because... It's been rough, man. And I'm not just talking about, you know, on my runs. That I, I, I feel like I have a lot more tolerance when I'm on my runs for people with bad sidewalk awareness because I'm I'm coming in fast. I'm like a bullet. Like a jet. Um so I, I don't mind it as much. You know, if I gotta do some some bobbing and weaving, which is foreshadowing, we'll get to in a second here. Um I I understand it. I get it, cause I I'm I'm moving and grooving, and I also I'm pretty quiet when I run, especially when I get into the zone. My breathing slows way down. My heart rate's going at like thirty-seven beats per minute. 
I get it. But what really kind of chaps my quarters is when you're just, you know, sashaying down the sidewalk and you, you're you're coming opposite directions on a, you know, a couple or just two people or whatever. And they're just, what I really like is not only when you got the two people going side by side, taking up the majority of the sidewalk, but now with social distancing, some people are not only doing the side by side, but they're doing side by side with social distancing. So whereas before they were taking up most of the sidewalk, now they're taking up all the sidewalk. And I swear, and I've had to do this, and I've seen other people in this situation, like on the other side of the street, have to do this, where you just like, you, I mean, you do what you're not supposed to do. You just cut them down the middle. And you walk in the middle of them, between them as you're passing, um, which is obviously not what you're supposed to do for social distancing. But it's like, hey, if you're not going to get up or get out of the way, I mean, I don't, what do you expect? It's really just, if you're going to be walking, I won't spend too much time on sidewalk awareness because I talk about it frequently. But if you're going to be, if you're going to go out on the sidewalks doing the two by two Noah style and not the uh, great, great Russell Crowe film that was robbed of all those Oscar nominations, uh, we're talking OG biblical. Uh, You got to have good sidewalk awareness. You got to use your ears. Listen, okay? Know when people are coming behind you. When you see people coming at you, be polite. Move, okay? The other, the, the, the other last thing I'll say here, and then we're going to read some ads, and then I actually thought of something um, kind of interesting that I think you're going to enjoy in the second half here because it's creative and it involves my piano. Um, bikers on the sidewalk, especially... Um, Unlike Sheridan, and people who live up in Rogers Park know this. Like, don't uh, you don't you don't cross your bikes with Sheridan. It, it's unnecessary. That's what the neighborhood streets are for. Sheridan's not a good place to bike because it's four lanes and there's no room for bikes there, and the sidewalks are super crowded because it's. Right on the lake, it's a huge thoroughfare for pedestrians. Like, And there are signs all over Sheridan that say, you know, if you're over 12 years old, you have to ride your bikes on the street. But people don't give a flying F. Like, the amount of bikes on the sidewalk Sheridans, uh, sidewalk Sheridans, the Sheridan sidewalks, is too damn high. Okay? Just stop it. Okay? Stop it. Okay, that's how I feel about it. All right, you didn't think I was going to come back to the Stacey King soundboard, did you? I I didn't I did not anticipate doing that, but it just kind of seemed like it would fit in good for the end of this story. And as you can tell, as I'm vamping here, I'm checking the soundboards just to see if there are any other fun ones that I want to use. Okay. Oh, this is okay. The reason I pulled it up is because I said a phrase, I think get out of the way or something. And I wanted to use, because I knew there was a good 
clip for it, and I, but I didn't know if it was on the soundboard, but I found it. Okay, so I'm going to play it, then we're going to read some ads, and then I've got a fun thing for the second half. Either get up or get out the way. Unfortunately, it's not as... He's got a much better one, a much better get up or get out of the way. I don't know if it's on this soundboard, but... Anyways, all right. And it has actually been pouring rain all, all day. I went out... Um, for my my Sunday stroll, if you will, it was a short one this week uh, because I had just a, a little bit of a window, like a ninety minute window, to do it between finishing up some stuff at the house and then uh, NASCAR, which started at two thirty. NASCAR's back, baby, um, and it's a whole other story because Jimmy was literally literally leading the race on the last lap of stage one, and he got bumped by a lap car. Like, of all the shitty ways that Jimmy's been just unluckily screwed the last three-ish years, that, I mean, he was, it's not like having a solid day, maybe go for a top five, top ten finish. He's literally in front, the, the leading car, and he gets wrecked. Not even by the second place car, by like the 38th place car. Man, it's frustrating. So then, you know, it's like you watch the the last, you know, the rest of the race, the last three hours of the race. And it's still fun because you get live sports finally. But that's a that's a tough thing about NASCAR. And your driver, you know, gets wrecked in the first stage. It's like, what do we do now? You watch because it's quarantine and it's better than watching Netflix for the zillionth time. All right. Let's read our ads here. And then I, I, I in, inspiration for a, just a kind of crazy out there idea struck, but it, we're going to crowdsource it a little bit because I would love some input from the fans. And we're going to talk in our second half about how you can get involved with it. It's a good idea, I think. It's really fun. Okay, I'm really looking forward to this. New project. The audiobook's done. New project. And this is something that I think I think we could really go places with this, okay? Um, Home Pride, Oregon, though. Let's read some ads first. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's wrangle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you have to call Steve at 541-410-0316 or you can visit homeprideoregon.com. Again, it's 541-410-0316 or you could just visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. I want to give a shout-out to the Samson Q2U series. This baby's about what two and a half years old at this point, and uh, still going strong. Still works great. Some of the hardware has kind of fallen off a little bit, um, but in terms of the crisp, clear audio quality, you know, for the price, I think I paid like fifty bucks for this microphone, 
and I look great holding it too. I mean, I don't, I should go, I should, you know who I really need to reach out to. Maybe I should, you know, stop my daily, you know, email message at Jack Links and shift my focus to Samson. See if they want to do modeling. I don't know what their marketing and advertising budget is like specifically under, you know, Corona circumstances. But all I'm saying is, you know, December 2019, 247 pound Quinn might not have had the image self-confidence to put himself out there, but May 2020, 191 pound Quinn, he's going for the big fish. It's not even Friday fish fry yet. So something to keep in mind. Samson, I got an email coming your way and maybe some tweets as well. Please don't block me. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. Also, man, that's just a great line. And I'm not one to toot my own horn too frequently. But, man, that coming out of that just out of the blue, that's solid. That is some solid work, I tell you what. Uh, last thing here, and I don't know how much longer this company is going to last because we haven't made a sale in months, much less years. Uh, cuts by Q. Bob and Weave, but at least it's got a fun ad read and an even more fun song uh we all know the hairstyle and we all love it but how many chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve enter cuts by q it's like enter sandman but different cuts by q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving chicago cook county the greater chicagoland area including northwest indiana from beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops and everything in between, you have to call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200 or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that is Cuts Q-U-T-Z. by Q at yahoo.com. All right, turn it up and sing it loud and clear with us like the seventh inning stretch, but just a little bit better. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. And you really should call them because we're getting a little lonely over here. All right. Welcome to part two of our program here. Did a little switch and I got, got us closer to the piano here. And I'll tell you why. So I won't waste time. I'll jump right into it for part two here because I it's it's late. It's eight o'clock p.m. and I still haven't eaten supper. Um, I I I was struck by inspiration in the shower because I was listening to just a YouTube mix. I mean, you know, I don't I don't know where their algorithms going. You you don't know if you're gonna get death cap for cutie or. Devil Driver. If you don't know Devil Driver, <laughs> check him out. You're going to keep keep the volume low at first and kind of ease into it. Um, the Devil's Son is a big one. I can't do Screamo. I had a friend in high school, Scott Guthrie, who this is like a very innocent, laid back, kind of nerdy, mild-mannered kid who also happened to be just like super into Screamo. 
and would sing it too. <laughs> I, I heard him do it a couple of times. That just freaked me the F out. Um, but I, I had a Will Smith um, credit song come up on my, my YouTube playlist for Wild Wild West starring Kevin Klein and Will Smith. And it got me thinking, you know, Beantown, we do a lot of music. You know, we got an intro song. We got an outro song. We do a Happy Mother's Day song. Happy Father's Day song, excuse me, every year, which is that's coming up in like four episodes. I got to write that. Although, to be fair to myself, I don't typically write that until the morning of. A very spontaneous kind of person in in regards to these things. Um, But what I'm trying to say here is I think it would be kind of cool if we had a little, like, it doesn't even need to so much be a Beantown Podcast theme song. I'm just thinking, like, a Beantown Podcast post-credits, or not even post-credits, actual credits song. And it has nothing to do with, you know, Tishmingo Blues, I love it. But it's just, like, maybe a fun project. So, issue number one is that, of course, it's got to be a cool rap. Well, I, not only am I a bad songwriter, but I've never tried to write a rap in my life. So, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to try to lay some groundwork here live on the show. Because I've just, when I was in the shower, I was kind of running through some things in my head. And uh, thankfully, I have the music kind of experience and background to be able to, like, create and write in my head without needing to be at a, you know, piano per se. But now I am at the piano, so it's going to be even better. But I have some ideas floating in my head um, for kind of what I want to do. But I'm thinking for, you know, writing some, some lyrics, some words for the verses Let's crowdsource it a little bit. Let's see what kind of suggestions we get from the fans. You know, it doesn't have to be a complete coherent, you know, stave. Um, But, you know, if you got any, hey, you got any Beantown-related stories, concepts, memories, people, friends, characters, whomever that you think we want to include in the rap, you know, because I got my own ideas, but, you know, we're... 125-ish episodes in here, there's a lot of things that I've probably forgotten about that, that might be near and dear to your heart. So go ahead and, and, you know, spend some time this week thinking about, you know, what do you want to throw into a rap? Because we're going we're gonna to put it together. We're going to do some, now that I got this piano, I feel liberated. We're going to do some great recording. I'm going to mix it. We're going to drop some beats and uh, I'll, I'll give you a little taste of sort of what's in my head right now. I actually maybe play around with some of the sounds here, see what we can get. But then I'll uh, throw together some verses, and we'll have a Beantown podcast credits song, which would be a fun kind of summer project. Um, so, again, email us, uh, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's Beantown. B-E-A-N-T podcast at yahoo.com and we'll collect those. You can also tweet at us. We're at BeantownCast. I'm personally at White Buns with a Z. You can find us on Instagram, Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever. 
wherever you want to submit those ideas, just DM me, okay? Slide into those DMs. Sounds like something. Slide into your DMs sounds like the kind of phrase that your grandma would use without understanding what it means. So consider me your grandma. Welcome to uh, to Quinn's dining room, where um, ooh, that's good. Don't need the f in there. We're just going. Um, we're going a little rogue here. We're going into sandbox mode. What what kind of sound am I looking for here? That's a little bit better. What are we getting with these electric pianos? No, it's not going to work. No, it's a little too Stevie Wonder. Uh, organ's not going to work for this. String's not going to work. What might be interesting, here's the vibraphone. It's not awful, but it's not quite what I want. What I'm thinking here is maybe maybe making a baby here out of the harpsichord. Which one do I want? Hmm. If I combine that harpsichord with the uh, grand piano, how do we feel about this? What if you bring it up a little bit? It'll add a little bit of a kind of a bell chime kind of feel to it. Oh, okay. That's a start. We're cooking with gas. How does it sound in the lower register? This is the great thing about being able to just like mess around and play with stuff in your head because I came in with a concept that I had just come up with in the shower and I was pretty sure I had it the way I wanted to and then when I actually tried it on the piano, it was exactly what I wanted, which is a great feeling. Um, Okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to, let's... Let's do a little demo here. We're going to keep this simple because this kind of thing that we're trying to write is a simple, very simple concept with just super straightforward course, some fun lyrics. Maybe we could pay off, you know, Will, Will Smith's barber or something to throw down some you know, throw down the, the verses for us, which we'll write together as a team. I don't know. I, I don't know how the audio quality is, you know, with how I'm going to be positioning the microphone here, but I, you know, it doesn't need to be great. I trust you're going to get the, uh, the backbone of the experience. Let's, let's throw something down here. Let's just spend a few minutes just kind of getting into the groove. I'll show you what I'm feeling and that will help inspire you as you're coming up with some some verses that you want to share. Right, let's let's see how this goes. Let me let me set the microphone over here. And I just hope that that sounds fine. Whatever. Here we go.
So you kind of get a feel of what I'm going for. And it's just a simple. And that's, that's probably all we have to do the whole song. I don't think it's a type of, you know, don't overthink it. I don't think we need more than those four chords. What do you guys think? Huh? If you're feeling like, yeah, I could I could jam to this for three and a half minutes. Write some stuff down, send it our way. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make a rap about it. Hmm? I think we're on to something here. I think we got something there. Lightning in a bottle. Keep it simple. Start from a uh, kernacular perspective, as in a corn kernel, and just let it grow, huh? It's a, it's an idea. It's something, something to chew on. Okay, we got time. There's no deadline on this, which is great. Okay. That's about all I got for you. Um, We're having fun. I'm on my way. Set me free, home sweet home. That was a wrong vo- vocal key. Yikes. Um, there's a song that you don't kind of hear in mainstream media that much, but it's a great song and totally like against against type for the crew. Is it just called Home Sweet Home? Um, Motley Crew. I'm gonna have to listen to that now. I don't think I've, I don't think I've physically heard that song in years. Great song. Um, okay, that's what I got for you. And, uh, you know, since I'm here, rather than, you know, trying to, you know, just pick up the the audio file from the computer and merge it, I'll just play some Tishomingo for you live. We did that a couple weeks ago. And I'm not going to try anything fancy, and I hope the audio quality turns out. But that's what I have for you, so thanks for tuning in. Um, you know how to, to, to contact us if you want to submit some rap lyrics and I'll try to put them together, but, uh, you know, another week in quarantine, temperatures increasing, we got this and, um, yeah, next, next week is Memorial Day weekend. It feels really strange, not only because it's early, but just because it's like three day weekends. What are you going to do? Nothing. Nothing at all. Like, I, I tell you what, man. Last thing I'll say. The temptation is so strong to just bop down to Enterprise, grab a car for three, four days. But the issue is like, but then what? Like, wh- where would I go? I don't even know. Like... 
There's nothing I want to do. All the fun things are closed. <sighs> Welcome to quarantine, Quinn. You're just now having these realizations 10 weeks in. I'm not. It's just depressing because you're going to have a three-day weekend. Just what, I'll, what I will probably do, maybe we'll talk about this next week, but uh, I'll probably just like eat some, try to eat some like summer things, maybe get some brats and a guilt-free cheesecake recipe just to try to feel like I'm doing something. That's always my answer. Eat. Um, okay. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Quinn David Furness. This is my show. Year three of Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. And who knows? Pretty soon we're going to have a killer rap coming. Grammys, here we come. Stay safe. Stay sane. Let me get the mic set up here. And we'll check in on you next week. Fish is in loaves, man.